Hey everybody, it's Cedric here from the Be Simply Podcast, and today's episode we'll be talking about childhood pets, video games, and TV shows. Enjoy! Be somebody podcast, be somebody billions. My name is Almadale. My name is Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds so depressing whenever I say my, my name. <laughs> I just love it because you take like a few seconds in between. Because I always got to make sure everything's recording, you know? <laughs> there's, some fucking, like, there's some lag after I say my name. There is some like, lag. Here. We're doing virtually. A few, it's virtual. Okay, fine. To be fair. But no, you do that in the in-person podcast too. <laughs> okay, okay, forget it. Welcome to episode 16, Sweet 16. Damn, is, it, is it already 16? Coming? Yeah, 16. I think so. Yeah, 16. It's been a few weeks since we've recorded one of these. Uh, we do we do know that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no need to say it. Um, yeah, Be Somebody podcast coming at you from quarantine. Week seven, or is it week eight now? I think it might be week eight. I don't know. I've man. lost all track of time. No, it's week seven, I think. Yeah. I fucking, I don't know. <laughs> all I know is that it's been a long time, but so we persist. You know, lots to talk about. A lot has actually happened to me and to Enrique in between this episode and episode 15. Would you like to start or should I kick it off? No, you should start it. Okay, uh, I mean, I guess just to get out of the way, <laughs> my biggest topic or the biggest thing that has happened to me within the last month was uh, the death of my childhood pet. So that happened about a week after we published episode 15, I believe. I'll have to double check. That doesn't really matter, but she, she was a cat. She died on April 17th. 2020 this year and that just happened to be perhaps the hardest weekend of my entire life <laughs> I've had people people close to me um, pass away before and that's obviously been difficult as well but it's it was never um, they were never within my immediate family or anyone kind of close to my immediate family. It's just uh, people I knew I was acquainted with. And so I've never quite felt death like this, the pain of a death like this in almost my entire life. The last time that I felt this way was when I had a puppy a long, long time ago. I must have been like 10 years old. And... Uh, we adopted him in a different country. <laughs> my grandparents still live. In, my grandparents still live in Mexico, and so <laughs> they adopted him there. And so we were kind of with the puppy for a few weeks, and we had to go back home. So I didn't get to see the puppy grow very much, but they would send pictures every so often. So we kind of got to keep track like that. But the puppy uh, unfortunately passed away less than a year after we first adopted him. And so while I didn't get to 
experience every day of the puppy's life in between his adoption and his death. Um, God, was it? Was it? <laughs> Your puppy. It's so hard. To, it's so hard. Yeah, I know. It's just so hard to maintain like a a thought process. I'm just like so tired. Um, yeah, no, the poor puppy died, and so that really hurt me as a little boy. But it didn't hurt as bad as it could have because I didn't know the puppy as well as I could have. But my grandparents took great care of it, and it had a good but brief life. So that was uh, upsetting to me as a little boy. But a few years later, I adopted um, my cat. Her name was China. She was a tabby. Uh, she had found us, my grandpa, my grandpa specifically, and she kind of walked into his house when she was uh, either four or five years old. This was my sixth grade year. So in 2008, I think, either 2008 or 2009. And so she found him. He couldn't take care of her. So my grandma decided to take the cat in. They lived separately. And so since that happened, I've had that cat in my life. So it's been about uh, 10 years with her. I think she, she passed away of old age, just couldn't kind of hang on to her old body anymore. So uh, it was a coup de grace, you know, kind of uh, mercy, something like that. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I just, God, I, I hadn't, <laughs> I, that was the animal that I grew up with. And so she had become a, men a member of the family, without doubt. So when the time came for her to move on because she just couldn't live a day without pain, it was in her best interest and in all fairness to let her go. And it was her time. And But God, it was so sad. I was so heartbroken. And I, I'm sure listeners that have had childhood pets pass away and can relate to this emotion. And it's just like, God, that was so, such, such a bummer, especially with all the stress that's going on throughout this moment. I felt like, I don't know, but it was a little incoherent. <laughs> no, that's I'm just kind of rambling, but it's just, I'm just kind of rambling, but honestly just venting what I feel. We, we already kind of talked about it earlier anyway, but it's been about two weeks since. Yeah, she passed away, and I've, I've more or less moved out of the stages of grief. It makes me sad to think of her, but I'm not breaking down and crying or getting angry or thinking about what I could have done better or differently. You know, I've come to accept the fact that she was an animal. She was an old animal. It was her time to go, and we gave her the best life that we possibly could. It was a good life. And so we buried her underneath this very pretty tree with a view of the sunset. And that is the legacy that um, remains, you know, her memory. So yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> that happened to me over mm -hmm. the last, uh, yeah. last few weeks. And so that was uh, difficult to deal with, but 
Yeah, it, it's. Yeah. I remember um, when it, when that was happening. Amadeo gave me a call, and we had like a brief discussion. And um, also, like as a side note, not too. It just popped in my head, but whenever Amadeo and I like talk as friends, like just him and I, <laughs> it's like changed ever since the podcast started. Because every time I'm like, all right, wait, let's not talk anymore. Let's save this for the podcast. And we literally yeah. cut each other off whenever we're having like these deep <laughs> conversations. And I always find it the most hilarious <laughs> thing ever, where. We're like going deep and we're like, oh, all right, let's save it for the podcast. And we just like, there's even times where like, yeah. I like purposely want to talk to you, but don't want to talk to you because I want to save it for the <laughs> podcast. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever yeah, felt no, that definitely. way. But I mean, la- last, no, I did feel that way. Last night was one of those moments too, because mm-hmm. uh, I called you. We haven't recorded in a long time. We've been trying to record for a while now. I've been like a little over a week, but it just hasn't worked out, hasn't aligned. And so I called Enrique yesterday to kind of organize this, organize it. Um, and we just started talking <laughs> yeah, as we do, as we do and, um, talking about the quarantine and you said like, no, let's say this for the podcast, stop talking right now, this instant. And, uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to those saying, uh, I kind of mentioned to, to Amadeo how I don't remember if I like got this quote or like this this idea from like a movie. I mean, I feel like I get everything from a movie nowadays, but um, the idea of whenever a pet dies, it's almost like a chapter of your life that that ends. And you know, live lives of your parrot, your of your pets, um, especially you know childhood pets being such a such a big role. It kind of like ends, and it kind of like strikes the end in a sense to your childhood. Um, yep. And, you know, because that pet is associated with all those memories of you growing up and kind of that stage of life. And like my my childhood pet died when I was, what was it? I think I was a sophomore in high school and we had, we had Heather for a long time. And yeah, I, I agree with Amadeo. I, I remember I got like a, like a text message from my dad and he was like, <laughs> it was like very simple. It was like one sentence, the dog died. <laughs> That's it. That's all he said. But in Spanish, obviously. And I remember just feeling so sad and just like, <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. It, it's, you know, it, it's, it, it's close to a feeling of, of, you know, I, I myself also hasn't, haven't experienced losing someone in my immediate family. Um, I think the closest, um, actually no, never mind. I have, <laughs> and it's, I would say it's like a similar feeling where it almost feels especially pets, like a part of you is kind of over yeah. in a sense. Where, you know, this pet, not just having the memories of being around it, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's sad to think, but it's yours, you know, it's an extension of yourself and it's, it's so much time that you spent with it and it being there through the, you know, the highs or the lows. Um, But yeah, it's just like a, a sad, I remember when I heard it it was just like a sad, empty feeling that I had in class and the whole day Mm -hmm. I just felt kind of numb and I don't know. It kind of sucks because when I got home, I didn't even get to like really see see her one last time. Not that that would bring any like satisfaction, but I don't know. Just the idea of seeing her, her I guess like lifeless body. I don't know if I was looking for some sort of kind of I don't know feeling to kind of help me with with that numbness, and because my dad had had buried her already, so all that I could really do was just kind of go to the spot that she was buried, and. Yeah, it, it was kind of sad because, you know, along from being my childhood pet, I, you know, I've been living in this house since I was like three or four. 
So it's like a it's like a pretty big area where you know I'm used to going out and seeing that dog run around and and just like there was there was like one or two months we didn't have and anything because we ended up getting another dog, uh, but you know that house feeling so like empty and that energy and life that that pet brings to it was kind of gone. And was it Bruce? No, it was. All right, this is another funny funny side story, but it was <laughs> her name was Barbie, and. Mm. We we got I don't even remember what type of dog it was. It was like a mix, but my sister and I got I guess like tw- brother and sister dogs, and I was like three and she was like five. So obviously, <laughs> me being like a a kid learning English, I decided to name my dog Dog. So my <laughs> my dog was named Dog. Um, very creative, and my sister named her dog Barbie because she just like playing with Barbies. And so my dog, dog ended up passing away like one or two years after he got hit by, by a car and Barbie just stayed with us until I was, I think it was like 17. So from three to 17, uh, she was with us and yeah, it got to the point where it was just old age and, and I'm really glad because I kind of acknowledged that she was, she was, it was, her time was coming because I remember seeing her around the house, just kind of not having the same energy where she was just kind of lying in the same spot. And yeah. I remember like specifically this one moment where, and, and it's weird to think cause I, I, I've never like taken pictures of dogs, but, or had a picture of her. And I remember just looking at her and kind of like having an impromptu like photo shoot with her. Um, just to, just because I simply wanted a picture of her cause we never had one. And I think it was like a few months after that she ended up passing away. But like, I still have those pictures like with me and I hold them very dearly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a chapter of life that comes to an end when when a dog. Well, when a is, pet. It's, it's just like you grow up with this animal. You share so many moments with them. It's this tremendous emotional connection. That's just when it's over. When they when nature takes its course and it's time for them to ascend. It's just like this gut wrenching feeling of transition, of change. It's like nothing is the same anymore. Nothing will ever be the same. I'm older. And this is just the way life is, the way things go. And it's just like saying goodbye to, like you said, a chapter of your life. Um, Moving on from all that you once knew and felt and experienced and then waiting to feel new things, experience new things, see new things, maybe even get a new animal at some point in the future, Mm -hmm. a new companion. But yeah, it just feels like you're moving on from a phase and you've got no choice but to move on, which is always has the potential to be a positive thing. You just have to allow it to be. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, (laughs) it's hard. It's so fucking hard, but, you know, I, I continue to honor her memory and that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think the next stage, yeah. which I don't know if your family's going to go down that path, but I always thought it was interesting and kind of, I don't know, it just felt off, but I don't know, kind of necessary was getting that like next pet. And, and it's always interesting just I mean, I'm at the point where I'm, I am like in my fourth next pet after, after her. Yeah. 
um, just because we like gave him away or I don't remember exactly what happened, but the current dog that we have now, it's like the fourth one after her. And I got used to it, but I remember at first kind of having that, that other dog just, it just felt so weird because it was just, it's so interesting because pets are very unique that I feel like I strongly believe all of them have their own personality and, and it was literally different personalities, every single pet after her. And it was just so interesting because it, I don't know. I don't want to say it filled that hole in my heart, but it, I guess, expanded it. And mm-hmm. but also the hole's still there because I remember at points I would miss her. Miss her. Um, yeah. I mean, it would certainly be too soon to even think about getting another pet because, for one, I think it would be difficult to kind of separate yourself from thinking that this pet needs to be a repl- this new pet needs to be a replacement. And then being disappointed when that pet cannot fulfill the role of your deceased pet, mm-hmm. <laughs> the pet that's passed on. It's just ugh, like, I don't want to, I don't, ugh, I don't even want to think about that kind of thing. But honestly, the, the present circumstances don't really allow for us to get another animal, Yeah, which is cool with me. And I don't know, like maybe at some point I'm just not ready for that. And I'm not going to be ready for another animal for a long time. And I, just like many other things in my life, I just want to be prepared to make a decision like that. So that means being financially <laughs> capable, secure, as well as like having that place to my own if I decide to get a pet of my own. Because mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get one with, at my parents' house with the rest of my brothers around. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just like, I don't want to, not that I don't want to, but it's just too soon to kind of set myself up for um, inevitable devastation, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn. Well, other than... Yeah. Uh, no, it's deep, it's heavy. And then, like, I just, I feel like we have to talk. I have to talk about those comments. Yeah. I can't hold on to that. And it's important to just to listen to that whole fact or to mm-hmm. just to share, you know, like we said. Yeah. Other than um, kind of what you went through, how have you been going through this quarantine? Uh, let's see. Um, here, hold on. Okay, <laughs> dude, get out of here. Go, go. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Come back. Come back. That was just my that's just my little brother. Ask me again. <laughs> All right. Um So other than what you kind of went through with your pet, how else has uh, quarantine been treating you? Yeah, so let's take a little bit more of a positive spin. Positive turn. So, I don't know if you can notice by now, tell by now, but I got a haircut. <laughs> my mom gave it to my mom gave it to oh, me. Oh yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I thought she did a real good job. Um, she's not a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. I don't say that you can tell either. <laughs> but I mean, like my hair was getting super fucking long. I asked her to cut my hair. And so she gave me a, somewhat of a fade on all sides of my head and kind of trim the top. Um, the top is a bit more difficult, especially since I have wavy curly hair. Um, it was tough for, for her to do. I just told her to kind of like, 
let's just start small. And then she started small and I didn't really want to take it any further because I just wanted to not fuck my shit up. So. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And so that was, that was fun. It was kind of a little, I mean, my mom and I were already so bonded, but just like a, a tiny bonding moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm honest with the rest because it was just like us for two hours, like me sitting in a, on top of a stool with a fucking towel over my shoulders and it's all itchy and shit. And she's like, <laughs> doing her best to cut my hair and it was so funny because once she first tried to give me a fade she got like the um, the one clipper or the zero either the one or the zero yeah yeah and just like totally shaved off my eyebrow <laughs> I mean not my, not my eyebrow my my, my sideburn oh uh, okay <laughs> totally, totally shaved off my sideburn and I was like oh my god like you gotta stop <laughs> don't take it any further that's it she's, she's just cracking the Cracking up, dude. It was so funny. Um, but then she figured, she figured it out. We figured it out. And it was good. And it worked out in the end. So that was kind of our, our little moment. And besides that, it's just been, you know, about finishing all of my assignments that I still have and checking in with friends and setting myself up for a successful graduation, however missing my graduation is. Um Cool little side note, I bought Marvel Spider-Man for the PS4. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? Dude, I'm having a blast. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking fun. And you know why? Why? Because it reminds me of exactly why I love video games. It reminds me of what a video game is to me, what it has meant to me. And that is, uh, it's immersive, interactive storytelling. Single player games are my favorite genre because I've just always been able to kind of take it on my own pace and Mm -hmm. assume the role of the character that I am given or even create my own. And that kind of helps with the immersion as well. Yeah. But like this game is just, it's so smooth. I can go anywhere I want to. It's a beautiful rendition of New York city. Um, I can literally go to any, almost any realistic real life landmark within the game. And the lighting is so well done. I feel like I like I'm actually, Spider-Man <laughs> a part of, like a part of the game I don't want to say like it makes you feel like Spider-Man because that's the most that's the ob- that's obvious yeah, I don't yeah. need to say that uh-huh. it's so well done that's just what the game does yeah that's stating the obvious like I said uh-huh. but H- have you played the have you played The Last of Us yes I have oh okay that's another phenomenal mm-hmm. example of a single you, you know, game you know which game you should play after Spider-Man that I finished like a week ago it, it's also relatively new it's that What's new that? Star Wars game. It's like uh, Star the Wars Fallen Jedi Fallen. Yeah, that one's pretty yeah. good. I like that one. But I'm also a big Star Wars fan. What is, so when did you buy it? Uh, I didn't even buy it. I like borrowed it from a friend. Well, actually, no, no, no. I bought it oh, from a friend. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, it's super fun. I would totally recommend it. I was actually going to get Star Wars. I mean, not Star Wars, Spider-Man next, but I never got the chance. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I got the Game of the Year edition for $40. It's been two years since the game was released, but this Game of the Year edition comes with all the downloadable content. So I mm-hmm. get more than my money's worth. And I feel like I got more than my money's worth because I'm entertained. I have lots to do. I can yeah. go anywhere I want to within the game. It's mm-hmm. uh, an extensive story. It's got worthwhile characters. And I appreciate every moment I'm having a mm-hmm. good time because sometimes I forget about kind of like the... The artistic core of video games is like, that, 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 that doesn't make any sense. 
<laughs> video games <laughs> as an artist as an artistic medium. Yeah, yeah. I forget about that when it comes to like fucking Call of Duty or other competitive multiplayer games where I don't care about the game itself. I don't care about the design. I, all I care mm-hmm. about is the objective, winning or fucking around with my friends. Yeah. In a small group, I don't see the video game as something that was the product of mm-hmm. hundreds of people's hard work and you know writers and actors and yeah. programmers mm-hmm. and visual designers and business executives and all other mm-hmm. important roles that you know come together to create this thing. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I can totally, I can totally geek out about it, but I feel like I'm kind of. Alienating. Nah, no, that's not true. But mm-hmm. I don't know, video games are just something special to me. Yeah. Um, you know which game you should play that that I think you'll like. Now that you got me thinking about video games, I played it last year. Um, the PS4 uh, God of War. Yeah, that one's really yeah, good. I've heard I've that heard a lot really about that game as well. I've just uh-huh. I've never gotten the chance to pick it up. Mm-hmm. I like it because it's not necessarily that you have to play the other ones to understand it. I mean, it does help, mm-hmm. but it's like its own story. And yeah. it, it basically is just a, a story about relationship between a father and a son. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I agree 100% with what you were saying. I think it's a medium that is underappreciated by the general um you know, general consumer. I mean, of course I know people that play video games appreciate video games, but everyone else yes. kind of sees it. Even my own parent parents see it as, Oh, I can't believe you're still playing video games. It's just when they, when, it's like yeah, it's yeah. A, they yeah. see it as like a, chi- like, like a childhood thing. Yeah. When it's like, that's how I see because I yeah. started playing video games really young. My first console was a PlayStation two. Mm-hmm. I loved all of the star Wars games. I even had the Lego star Wars games and those. Were- yeah. Lego star Wars were, were the move. <laughs> I had like the one that was like episode one through three. Yeah. And those are classics. Yeah. In retrospect. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, they were classics very moment they were released instant. And so many warm memories of sitting down and at my old family home and just like, you know, got the, it's like a rainy day and it's like the morning time and people are asleep and I've got no responsibilities and I can just take this this moment to myself and to this thing in front of me, this game and mm-hmm. just enjoy myself. But people see it as a waste of time more than they do. For example, watching a, a game of football on TV or even watching a movie for two hours in the theater or, or binge watching uh, series, binge watching fucking TV series after TV series on Netflix or whatever other service you use, or even maybe working on a piece of art for hours on end. I, th- I suppose it's because, I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of productivity, <laughs> but that's objective. Yeah. This is like, if you mm-hmm. don't, okay, well, what did you get out of playing this for three hours? I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. I was able to talk to my friends. If I was in a multiplayer setting, we kind of like <laughs> combine our brain activity and, <laughs> you know, achieve this, this, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this little thing that we wanted to do, either win the game or get further. And I just, I had a good time and I never see something as a waste of time if I enjoyed myself and nor should you. Um, productivity. Productivity comes from, when I think of productivity, I think of something that has a dollar value to it or of something that can get me something in the future. For example, if I was working on my writing and I finished a whole piece I'm able to send that piece to people that can possibly get me 
on bookshelves and get people to buy them from the bookshelves and then get me some money in my pocket, right? The thing is I can't really make any money off of video games unless I'm a famous streamer. And that's, <laughs> that's difficult. That requires a lot of luck on your end as well. And I guess that'd be kind of cool too, but it would also be a bit exhausting. I wouldn't really want to see video games as a kind of chore, a chore, as a chore, or as like my job, because then I wouldn't be able to relax with it as much as I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I don't know. I think my idea of being productive is different, but... I don't know. I, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say video games are productive, in the sense. I mean, because obviously I see productive being different, um, but I see it more. I agree with the aspect of if it's something that I enjoy, then and for me, I think the biggest thing of, of video games is it's like a time to like relax, you know, mm-hmm. like like truly relax where you like lay down. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I think for me, because like it's kind of the same philosophy apply the movies. Movies being actually a bit different because it's it's more like I guess you could see like research you know type of thing where you know you're you're seeing art so you can make art where video games are you know there is some elements of storytelling there that you can pull from but it also is more you know more for enjoyment and so mm-hmm. you know I I I'd rather play a video game than like scroll down Instagram or something, you know, I see like, like that kind of as a waste of time yeah. opposed to like playing a video game, yeah. which is in a sense, I'm still getting something out of it where I am relaxing or unwinding, but I'm also, you know, being engaged and, and, you know, I, I appreciating art cause it very much is an art form. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't know and if I could big, do um, like pro pro gaming or like streaming or anything. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, feel like one, I would, I wouldn't like the pressure, and two, I just. I, but I feel like there's two sides. There's like competitive. <laughs> there's competitive, which is what you're gaming. what you're talking about. But there's also yeah. just straight up where it's like entertainment, where yeah. people just watch you like play a game for your commentary yeah. like and, and like if you're on like Twitch. Yeah, or YouTube, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not every day. I mean, it'd be nice to make hundreds of thousand dollars a month off of mm-hmm. The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> any other popular video game that mm-hmm. people tune in to see but something about that just doesn't appeal to me mm-hmm. I, I've i never played video games for an, I mean I've like I've attempted to stream before yeah <laughs> there was this one instance a few years ago where I had <laughs> me and a friend we decided to stream our Fortnite games to YouTube and I was a horrible player. I remain a horrible player to this day. And he was getting better by the day. He was a PC player. I was on um, PS4 or on my computer as well, but my computer was so much less powerful than his was. And so I kind of wasn't able to keep up the same way. <clears throat> and that might sound like an excuse, and maybe it is, but it's just like I was such a bad fucking player that it was just like it had higher entertainment value. <laughs> and so we decided to stream that. And... The very first stream that we did, the only stream that we did, the first and the last, we got plus 500 viewers and made $100 each off donations, which was so fucking weird to me. Why are you giving me $20? Where is this money coming from? (laughs) I was just so floored by the fact that we're getting like $20, $12, $5, $50 
four times an hour, five times an hour for however many hours we streamed. And it all added up to a hundred bucks each. And we weren't allowed to accept the money in the end because we were, he had created a channel just for streaming. And so it was brand new and we didn't meet the requirements to receive that kind of money. <laughs> so YouTube just refunded everybody that had donated. But to me, that was just like, looking back, I kind of wish I would have kept at it, but it is difficult to set up all that, uh, the streaming technology and to do that for however long a day and get kind of tired and not want to play anymore, but you got to keep playing because it's your source of income. And mm -hmm. I think it comes down to, because what, what you were saying just, earlier, just how I see it. of, of not, not knowing if you could do that like full time. I think like for, for me and, and probably you would be in the same boat. Um, I think it comes down to like, yes, I think I would enjoy it. And if money came from it, I'm like, totally, like I would totally do it and keep at it. But I think it would come down to kind of the, you know, kind of what, what I'm passionate about, you know, and, and I think the, the outcome of being more passionate about film would, would arise would be, and I would come to the sense of, and this is the same factor if I got like an executive job working at some finance firm where I'm getting a bunch of money, but in the end of the day, like I'm not being stimulated enough or following like my passion to do film. Mm -hmm. And so it would just kind of be to the, I would do the same move if, if it was another like quote unquote stable job. And I think I would probably end up stopping and pursuing what I want to do, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, if, if I got paid right now to do to honestly, we should do it one time. Now that I think about it, we should, we should do it. You, you and me, the, yeah, no guess. So yeah, the, we'll stream live on, <laughs> when we create a, like a Patreon or something just to have some special content set aside. Honestly, that would be cool. We should actually do it. I'm not even joking. We yeah, could like play games and we'll we, could, we could we could we uh, could play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft is another example of a game that's so close to my heart. I was I've been playing that shit since like 2011. I don't play as much mm -hmm. anymore, but I still got it on my computer. <laughs> yeah, my brother sometimes plays. Sometimes my brother sometimes play it too, and we'll hop on a game and it still takes me back and I still remember all the controls and I still have a great time. But yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think that's really going to keep up for the long term. But <laughs> I've had a lot of special moments and uh, great memories associated with Minecraft. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So you asked me earlier what my routine was and that's waking up, that's exercising. <laughs> Uh, getting homework done, playing video games, uh, watching movies, TV shows, not too much of what, it though. What, what are you watching right now? What TV show are you watching? I'm watching Euphoria. Ooh, I just started. Yes, dude, Euphoria is really good. Have you seen it? Yeah, man. I didn't, know, yeah. you, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I've never asked you. Yeah. You, we don't really talk about shows that we watch, but this is actually the first TV show that I've watched in a very long time dude it's a good show man it's really the last good. The, the last show that i've kind of seen that i was invested in was stranger things season one mm -hmm. i haven't seen season two or season three or however many there are yet just yeah. the first and that was like three years ago mm -hmm. um and so this is the first show that i've kind of seen in a long time and i'm very interested it's not boring at all it is have you seen the whole first season yeah Okay, I'm, I barely finished episode three last night. 
It's uh, May 4th. <laughs> Star Wars Day, actually. <laughs> May, 4th. May, the 4th be with, May the 4th be with you. Yeah. But, <laughs> so last night, May 3rd. Yeah, I finished uh, episode three. And mm-hmm. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep watching it every day until I finish the first season. God, what a fucking show. I know, man. I know. I, I strongly, no, anyone that's a, listening, I strongly moment. recommend you to watch it. And it's not just like, obviously it has an amazing story, but just the way it's shot. And it's so many, oh like so many gosh. production elements that, that go into, yeah. into film are elevated in, in that show. Yeah. I mean, even the soundtrack oh, is, is amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, yeah, the soundtrack, it's a great show. Soundtrack is mm-hmm. flawless bumping. The <laughs> cinematography is so. Yeah. The lighting man is amazing. Oh my God. The, the techniques, so fucking good. the camera techniques too. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good yeah. show. It's a good show. Honestly, I, I think HBO um, is probably my favorite kind of television provider because they, they do Euphoria and then they're doing a, they do a bunch of other shows I'm watching right now that I'm really into. And yeah. I don't know, I think HBO is like top tier where it's high, like the majority of the shows that, that are HBO shows are you know, are up there, I would say. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of rest in peace to Game of Thrones though, because that kind of left off on a sour note. <laughs> I still haven't seen Game of Thrones. I tried watching the first episode, but I don't know. I I like got like 15 minutes in and I just stopped watching. (laughs) Well, the thing is like I started watching, I started chipping away at the first season before I started reading the books and I stopped and told myself I wanted to finish the book series before I continued with the TV show. And so I got as far as book three (laughs) and just never got back on the TV show. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I ever will. I don't mm-hmm. really care, but yeah, I think that's I the know. biggest we'll thing see. with TV shows for we'll me. See. Where, where, and then I, I found this because I rewatched Community, which which I wanted to rewatch <laughs> because Dan Harmon created and yeah. wrote it, and he has a very unique way of of structuring his his stories that I wanted to revisit. But like in season three, he he got fired from his own show, and another creator took over. But I think the the biggest er- thing with TV shows that I see is kind of the sense of of caring for the characters and the general story of where it's going. Cause I, I think yeah. that's the older I've gotten, the more picky I am with TV shows where there's some shows I just gets to the point where I'm watching an episode and I, I strongly don't care about what's happening or the stakes of the, that the characters are, are facing or, you know, what they're pursuing in that episode or anything. And yeah. it's just kind of becomes unboring, not unboring. It becomes boring where it's kind of like, why am I wasting my time here? You know? Yeah. In your opinion, what is more difficult to produce, a movie or a TV show? I mean, I haven't produced I'm either. Inclined, really. I'm inclined to say a TV show. Uh, they're two different like ball games, I would say. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm it's sure. Maybe in a own. few years, I can give like a good a good answer once I've. Yeah. Once I've like done it, I mean, from interviews that I've heard, <laughs> of like TV producers and like directors talking about it they're both kind of their own differences because the way they're made are completely different. You would think that they're, they're kind of similar, but kind of the way they're structured and ran are completely different where kind of TV is more of a writer's game where Mm -hmm. the writers have the ultimate power and in film, it's the directors and, and kind of producers that have, you know, the, the ultimate power. By ultimate power, do you mean the biggest responsibility? Yeah, like well, I mean, like probably like the the ones that have yes, biggest responsibility, but also like more say in, up to what happens. Like you usually, yeah. usually on the on the most, usually, 
every TV episode in a TV show has a different director where directors are usually hired and, and brought on just like for one or two episodes, Some, sometimes yeah. more, sometimes more. Um, and writers are there th throughout the whole season, uh, opposed to like usually normal TV, I mean, usual normal films. The script is bought off, brought off, bought off of the writer and the writer's kind of left in pre-production and no one really checks up with the writer or anything. And then it's in the hands of the studio and director to kind of carry yeah. it out. Interesting. I kind of lied earlier when I said the Stranger Things was the last show that I saw. That's not true. The last show that I saw that I thoroughly enjoyed was Atlanta. You seen Atlanta? Yeah, I saw the first season. With Donald Glover? The I haven't second gotten, season's even better. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to see the second one because I remember when I watched it, the second, one ha the second season hadn't been out yet. But yeah, after watching Community, Donald Glover is a... Uh, He's, dope. He's so talented. He's so talented, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My description versus yours, dope. He's so talented. <laughs> no, yeah, man, truly talented. No, yeah, but he's a writer, he's a singer, he's a rapper, he's an actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, comedian as well. Yep. That's great. That's fucking awesome. Um, no, yeah, the three shows I'm really into right now that I'm kind of juggling to, to finish watching is The Wire, The Sopranos, and um, how was the third one? I like fell off of it, but I want to get back into it. It's like a Netflix one. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. It's funny, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned The Sopranos because I actually started watching that uh, a few weeks ago mm -hmm. just because I didn't really have much else to do during my time at home. Yeah. So I started getting into it. I got as far as like season, I mean not season, episode four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, it's regarded as like one of the best shows of all time. Yeah, like it's mo in most people see it as the best show of all time, next to like Breaking mm -hmm. Bad. Well, Breaking Bad's up there, well, but well, people yeah. also say The Wire is the best show yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't speak on that because mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. No, yeah. Um, yeah, TV. <laughs> Check it out. What are y'all watching? Let us know. All right, man. Is that a is that a wrap for today's episode? Yeah, I think it's a wrap for today's episode. Um, because it's almost yeah. You gotta go soon anyway. Yeah, but I mean, we'll we'll be back at it more consistent. I think. Right, Armadillo? Yeah, no, this, this, yeah, this is a bit of a hiccup. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm blaming you for this. You're too busy playing Spider Man. It is, no, it is kind of my fault. I've been telling this guy for like a week. I was just like, dude, we got to get back on recording. No, more than a week, almost two weeks now. Yeah, no, it's been and my fault every, too. Every day that we've said it, something happens. Yeah. Some of it's not my fault, but something happens that doesn't allow me to record. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like a fucking flake, but even it, though I'm not, I swear to you, I'm not. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying. It's, it's also hard being like it. home, like back in our, like in the, in the house we oh, grew yeah. up in. And well, yeah. It's also, just like a different like, environment. Yeah. You know what, actually, yeah, let's save that for the next episode because I actually want to talk about that. Okay, for sure. All right. For sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, then. Do you want to send us off? Yeah. All right, everybody. This is episode 16 of the Be Somebody podcast. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. Tune in. <laughs> My name is Amadeo. My name is Enrique. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. <laughs>